Chapter 47 of Snarled Identities This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Phelps Laguna Snarled Identities by Nicholas Carter Chapter 47 The Blackmailer Advises His Victim Ernest Gordon was inclined to consider the world a pretty good place as he finished his breakfast in Nick Carter's dining room the following morning. Everything had gone very well thus far and he seemed to have reason for self-congratulation. He had peddled the letters around himself the night before, thus saving time and making it more difficult to trace them as he believed. He did not know that he had been shadowed throughout by Chick, who thereby knew just what victims the blackmailer had chosen for his first broadside. Later, he had returned to the detective's house, and so had Chick. Then there had come a telephone message to the latter from Nick, sending the young detective out of town for at least 24, if not 48 hours. That unexpected turn of affairs had caused Gordon great satisfaction when Chick gloomily confided the news to him. The chief seems to think that fellow Gordon has doubled back and is hiding not far from the new palam, the assistant informed Gillespie. He still hopes he'll turn up at your place and is going to wait there all of tomorrow, if not longer. But he wants me to get busy and see if I can locate Gordon independently. It seems unnecessary to me, but what he says goes. The worst of it is though, I've got my orders to pull up stakes at once. Of course. Gordon did not know that this was all a put-up job. Nick, by seeming to play into the rascal's hands, had worked out this scheme in order to get Chick out of the way so that Gordon would not feel compelled to take strong measures to accomplish the same object. As a result, Green Eye had slept alone at Nick's house that night, except for the servants, and now, after a good breakfast, looked forward to a day of undisturbed peace and freedom to do whatever circumstances might require. First, however, it was necessary for him to absent himself temporarily in order to make up as Nick once more. Therefore, he made a flying trip to 125th Street and there disguised himself, returning as fast as the taxi could carry him. When he re-entered the detective's residence, it was in the character of the owner. Has anyone called up or been to see me? He asked the butler. No, sir, was the reply, a welcome one to the scoundrel, for it meant that none of his victims had yet sought the detective. He did not have long to wait, however, for hardly more than half an hour later, the butler entered the study and presented a card, which bore the name of ex-senator William Dean Phelps. Show him up, the supposed detective said. The butler turned on his heel to obey, and if Green-Eye Gordon grinned behind his back, his face was serious enough in expression as the ex-senator nervously entered and closed the door behind him. In the few hours that had passed since he had received the threatening letter, a great change had come over this man whose name was known from one end of the country to the other. It was the plain that he had not slept, and there were heavy, loose bags of skin under his eyes. His face was almost gray in hue. 
I feared that you would feel compelled to come here before long, Senator, the imposter said gravely. Then you know? His visitor asked in surprise. Yes, Gordon answered. Someone knows the facts in regard to... Well, we did not go into the case, and it's attempting to blackmail you. Phelps sank into a chair and drew a sheet of paper from his pocket. The infernal scoundrel demands 150,000, no less, he said hoarsely. It isn't so much the money, but I, I naturally assume that you alone held my secret. Green Eye rose to his feet and his face was very solemn. Until a short time ago, that was the case. He answered and crossed to the safe. The records were here, and you will see that it has been burgled. If it's any comfort to you, though, I'll tell you that you are not the only one who will suffer. I care nothing about that, Phelps said angrily. It's my own plight that interests me to the exclusion of everything else. Do you wonder? This is terrible, Carter. Terrible! I thought I could trust you, and now, after all this time, I find that I've been living in a fool's paradise. The criminal interrupted him with a dignified gesture. I don't think I deserve that, Senator, he said quietly. Nicholas Carter has never yet betrayed the secret. Much as I regret this unfortunate occurrence, however, I don't see how I can be held responsible for it. I didn't rob my own safe, and certainly I wouldn't have chosen to have it robbed if I could have helped it. That's neither here nor there, declared the ex-senator. Why didn't you destroy the records? Do you expect me to destroy my stock and trade or burn up the reference books I have had occasion to consult countless times? I hadn't thought of it in that light, Phelps confessed. Even that doesn't make it any easier to bear, however. What can I do? I'm sorry to say that I see nothing for you to do except to pay. Green Eye answered, fingering the letter which had been handed him. Phelps looked at him in amazement. You actually give me that advice, he murmured. Green Eye nodded. I know I'm disappointing you, he said. But that's the best advice I can give you under the circumstances. It might sound strange, but we must face the facts. I know perfectly well who is at the bottom of this, and I have to confess that he's one of the shrewdest men who have ever defied the law. He's amazingly daring, Senator, and you may be sure he means exactly what he says. He'll drag this whole unsavory business into the light if you don't stop his mouth with gold and stop it without delay. But aren't you going to... Of course, I'm going to do everything I can to catch him, Senator. The criminal interrupted in a tone which seemed to imply that that was a matter of course. If possible... I shall try to trap him just after you have met his demands and while he has the money on his person. I cannot promise, however, to catch him today or this week, and knowing his methods as well as I do, I know that you can afford to risk any delay. The chances are, of course, that I can make him disgorge and that you'll get your money back, but the important thing is to play safe, isn't it? Ex-Senator Phelps nodded slowly and hopelessly. I suppose you're right, he agreed. I had hoped for immediate help, Carter, for something that would put new hope into me. Evidently, 
I expected too much though. I'll do as you say, of course, and try to believe that everything will come out all right. Good morning. And with that, he left the room, walking as if he were 70 instead of 60. Number one. Green-eyed Gordon chuckled as he leaned back in his seat. 150,000 isn't bad for a starter. I wonder who will be the next. End of chapter 47. Recording by Phelps Laguna.